Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Getting a sip of coffee to get my day and my motor going here. But- it is a great day for people on our side because of what happened yesterday in the business world. Elon Musk's $44 million deal to buy Twitter has gone through. And I guess right now it's just the paperwork. But he's going to be the sole proprietor. He's taking it private. $44 million. Mm-hmm. And he has said, I'll know that it's a true uh, public forum when people who don't like me are out there criticizing what I've done. He said, when I see that on Twitter, I know it's a true free speech site again. Well, I agree with him. I think it was a great day for freedom of speech. But then I'm going, did we win or did we lose? Because do you remember when in 2016, uh, the left was out there going, well, if Trump wins, I'm going to move to Canada. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't move, so here we're, we're screwed up. Well, now they've been going, boy, if Elon Musk gets Twitter, I'm off of there. Now, a lot of libs have said they've deleted their accounts. And I believe you've got uh, stuff on Pisaki, too, talking about the White House. Going, right. No, it, it was, I think we've we got to control this stuff. I think it was a victory right now, but I'm, I'm cautious because you never know how many times in the past uh, five or six years have we been optimistic about uh, about something and then all of a sudden had the rug pulled out from underneath us but I, I get I got a feeling that that this is legit and I'll tell you why when you have guys like Jeff Bezos criticizing Elon Musk and he has oh yes on Twitter yeah he has said <laughs> yeah, he, he has said that uh, well, he's trying to present, present this conspiracy theory between Musk and China. He's trying to say this is not good for uh, the U.S., one man having so much control. And I'm thinking, wait a second, this is the guy who owns the Washington Post and also owns Amazon. And he's telling us that one guy is, has too much control? Who, who, who's he kidding? And the China connection. Let me explain something about Amazon and doing business. Mm-hmm. I have a very good friend down in South Carolina that got rich. He became a millionaire off of Bezos. Now, how did he do it? Well, he became one of the sellers on Amazon, and he's going, okay, he buys his products from Alibaba, which is in where? China. So he buys things for $2, sells mm-hmm. them on Amazon, and they sit in a warehouse in Hazelden and all over the, the country. Mm-hmm. And he sells them for 20, 25 bucks. Wow. So you can take 500 bucks before Trump put all yeah. the bands on, on <laughs> China. China. Yeah. Yeah. And you could take 500 bucks and turn that into, oh, I don't know, you know, a couple, two or $3,000, you know, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. You just keep doing it. Right. It was a money making machine based off of China. So, he needs to shut the hell up because <laughs> that is the you know, the pot calling the kettle black there. A lot of people on the left are, are apoplectic. They're going nuts, right, with oh, what's yeah. happened. My goodness, this is not good for free speech. You know, I heard somebody say on MSNBC, I think it was, that uh, free speech isn't what it should what it used to be. That there should be some. Oh, I know who it was. It was the current. CEO of Twitter. Uh, I don't have the audio on this, but this guy, who I think is not long for that position because I think he's going to be replaced, he had, in in the not-too-distant past, said, well, 
free speech is kind of an archaic, obsolete concept. There have to be controls in this new world. This is what this guy is saying. By the way, he's an immigrant to our country, and it's obvious when you hear him talk. So I think it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that this guy is lecturing us about free speech. But uh, uh, they're now going nuts at Twitter. Twitter employees are going absolutely insane after after Elon Musk bought the company. You just said something about he's an immigrant to the country. Right. And, you know, we're letting a lot of people in, but there used to be not just a, a process. There was a process mm-hmm. that when you came to this country, uh, you had to learn a lot of things, a lot of things that we take for granted as naturally born citizens here to where you understood what we were all about. Now, there are a lot of people that are probably in their senior years now that that migrated here, and they did that. And only after you completed certain courses were you allowed your citizenship papers because all of a sudden, now you know what America stands for. You have the American values instilled in you. And I have no problem because these are great American people. I mean, we are a melting pot of a lot of people. But you have to understand the freedoms. If you if you come over here, and and you say, okay, I want to be a part of America, but I, I, I came from Planet Z, and I want to make it just like Planet Z. We're not Planet Z, you right. know, or wherever it is you came from. So you know, when you mentioned that, it just triggered. What's that interesting thought. is that uh, is that Elon Musk is an immigrant to this country, but he, he was, has our values. He was born and raised uh, in South Africa, and then he his family. Uh, migrated to Canada, and then they, he he moved to the United States. He's a naturalized citizen of the U.S., and now they're criticizing him. Now the left mm-hmm. on MSNBC, they're calling him uh, a, a child of apartheid. They're labeling him a racist. You know, he's not uh, he's not surprised by this. I heard him being interviewed a few days ago, and he said he expects to have everything but and including the kitchen sink thrown at him when this deal goes through and it's happening the left then one of the first things they pulled out of their bag was the racist card he's a child of apartheid he's a racist i heard uh, them on msnbc just throwing it around like it was it was so easy for them to say you know I, i mentioned this a few days ago when i was a kid if you called somebody a racist those were fighting words they, they oh, were, yeah. they, that was a big deal. You don't, you, you didn't throw that around lightly, but now they do. Now they call anybody that they don't like, mostly conservatives or liberal you know, or main, uh, middle of the rotors, they call mm-hmm. them racists, and they do it at the drop of a hat. Well, don't be confused about this free speech argument. You know that mm-hmm. uh, freedom of speech. I do believe in freedom of speech, and I know Elon Musk believes in it too. But what they want to do, and their interpretation of when I say they're the left, uh, their interpretation of freedom of speech is controlled speech. Mm-hmm. In other words, if they agree with you, well, that's freedom. Right. But if they don't agree with you, we need to shut you up. That's exactly right. Now I got to play for the, this is intriguing. Speaking of perfect lead in, Jen Psaki asked yesterday about the deal. Oh, my sweet. All, yes. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're concerned with social media. Listen. Just a quick one on the, the breaking news. Twitter agreeing to let Elon Musk uh, purchase, make this, go through this purchase. Uh, do you have a response to that? And does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the platform? 
Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress. Uh, in terms of what hypothetical policies uh, might uh, happen, I'm just not going to speak to that at this point okay. in time. On the situation. That's a signal, Bill. That's a signal. All of a sudden, this is this is them getting ready to try to put some restrictions on so social media now that they don't have total control of it. Yeah, this is, it, it is coming. But, you know, I think there's there's some signals of good news out there. It's good news that Elon Musk bought it. Of course, they said... Uh, letting him buy. I heard that. Mm -hmm. You know, is he going to let Trump back on? Boy, you know what? There's a lot of legality things here that are being traipsed over yeah. lightly uh, that they are doing wrong. Uh, but, you know, a little side note. Yeah. Uh, Manchin from West Virginia. Right. You know, he's kind of a, they call him a conservative Democrat. But either way, he bucked against uh, Biden. And the Democrats have really poo-pooed him and made him the punching bag. His popularity is through the roof right now because people are recognizing what's going on. And with this going on, and they attack Elon Musk, and they continue to attack Trump like he's been out of the office. So why is he to blame for everything? But he's the punching bag. People are seeing this, yeah. and that builds their popularity. So... Keep it, keep it up, guys. You're helping. You're helping the right. On uh, Saturday, when uh, Trump was speaking in Delaware, Ohio, uh, he brought up uh, Truth Social. His answer to Twitter: "Listen, a mess, but Truth Social phone users can download the app today and get their voices back, and it's open and ready to go, and go out and use it and have fun with it and." Uh, Non-iPhone users are coming very, very soon to make Truth Social a free speech alternative to big tech, tech platforms. Our team is working around the clock and has recently enabled every single person on the wait list to join the platform. A lot of people are on the wait list. Now you can join. As of last night, I think at 10 o'clock. He's only been back on for a, a couple of days. He already has a million point five followers on Truth oh, Social. Is. It'll be up there in no time. And, you know, I'm glad that you got Truth Social. I'm glad that we're going to have Twitter back. Now, what I would recommend, and I heard a couple of people tell me this that are friends, saying, you know what? I think I'm going to ditch my Facebook account and just go ahead and go to Twitter right. and Truth Social. And that is the thing to do because that let that be the left platform and they can sit there. Well, Bill, I hear them talking about especially those on the left are saying, wait a second, if he was able to buy Twitter, what's next? Is he going to be buying Google? Is he going to be buying Facebook? And, you know, these weren't friendly buyouts. Twitter wasn't for sale. He just went in. It was a hostile takeover, essentially. He went in and said, I got the money. I'm going to buy up all the stock. Either, either you sell it to me over the counter this way or I'm going to go to all of your stockholders and I'm going to buy them out and you're going to have to deal with me anyway.
Mm-hmm. You and can do it the nice way or down and dirty. Which way do you want to do it? Exactly right. <laughs> you can pay me now or you can pay me later. But um, either way, you're, you're gonna, mine. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. uh, but it's interesting. I they're now concerned that this is just the beginning. And listen, I heard this theory floated yesterday, and I do think there's some truth to this maybe happening. Truth Social is open source. It's uh, they they took so long getting started because they vetted everybody who was signing who was uh, trying to get on the account. They didn't want bots. They didn't want computer computer bots uh, right. getting accounts, and in, they didn't want to clog it up with a lot of false stuff. So they vetted everybody. And uh, when he went to Rumble as their cloud source. That gave him such flexibility. That gave uh, that changed the whole dynamic of Truth Social. That that gave them the opportunity to open the doors to everybody. And that was only a couple of days ago. So that's why Trump at the rally the other night was able to say, "Hey, everybody, we're ready. We're open up. Come on, join up. It's it's open, and we're great." But I heard this floated. the 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 theory is is that Truth Social, which is open source and and vetted may end up in some way merging or connecting with Twitter. So because all the stuff that Elon Musk is talking about doing to Twitter, they've already done over on Truth Social. Truth Social has spent the better part of a year doing all of the startup stuff that that Twitter has to do. Twitter's got to take the uh, spider's web of nonsense and undo it, and then they have to reposition all of this software and re, you know repackage the whole product. And if they were to have some kind of a relationship with True Social, it might be a faster move. People were yeah, saying, wouldn't it be nice if you, could, if you could post on True Social and it would also post on Twitter and vice versa? Oh, yeah, there could be a partnership there yeah. because uh, Elon does have a big task. He's, he's got to totally deconstruct uh, the well, this is like like a classic car. You got to take it all apart, strip it down, clean all the parts, get them all back to snuff, mm-hmm. and then put it back together the right way. You know, it's like when you buy something that was just kind of uh, Frankensteined all along. Yeah. You want to get it back to its its original natural form. So what he's got to do, he's got to rebuild it. He's got to restore it. Devin Nunes was on with Maria Bartiromo yesterday. He's the former uh, representative. And now he's the CEO of True Social. And he, he said, the thing, nice thing about True Social now is they're uncancelable. Expect us to be able to, in just a few short months, to get out of beta testing and fully launch on the Apple App Store. So this is, we are uncancelable by big tech. Uh, we are not relying on any tech tyrants. Uh, and really running on the Rumble Cloud like we are, this is the future of taking on woke companies. And what you're seeing is, is that you know, we're building a community. We're taking the best of all these social media companies. And if you really look, look at it, where are the eyeballs now? Young people are on TikTok. Instagram has a big share of the market. Facebook has a declining market. And Twitter, uh, as Mike Lee was saying, is really a company that, that really hasn't done much over the last decade or so. So we're taking all of that, putting it into and building in a community. And what you're seeing right now, Maria, is really amazing. If you have a Twitter account or an Instagram account, I will say, and you're an influencer, and if you're on truth, you now are, are getting more engagement on truth right now, even though we've barely begun, and you have more followers in many cases also. 
And I think those are just numbers that don't lie. And we're going to continue to build out this platform. It's exciting. Uh, President Trump is excited about this. And, and remember, why are we here? We're here because all of these tech tyrants either censored us, banned us, millions of Americans got banned, got kicked off of these platforms. And Donald Trump, the president of the United States, had no choice but to start this company to give the American people their voice back. And that's what we're doing at True Social. These are exciting times, Bill. They really are. <laughs> you know, good times. I, I was clapping in the background. You saw in the video yeah. there. Yeah. Because he said President Trump. And, you know, people think that he, that's being said as an insult to get at uh, Biden and the Democrats. And, you know, they're they're saying we're tired of Republicans that sit there and, you know, stand behind the claim of, you know, the big lie. Well, you know, where's your proof that the, the election wasn't stolen? Show me the proof. But the point is, Trump never conceded. So yes. if you believe that the election was stolen, the old Democrat thing where, uh, well, Hillary's my president. She conceded. She's nothing. Bill, didn't Bill, what you just said is per another perfect lead-in. You were on the we're on sync today. I got to tell you <laughs> because coming out, I think next week is a new movie called Two Thousand Mules. Have you have you heard about this? It's, no. It's uh, it's produced uh, and created by Dinesh D'Souza. President Trump talked about it. He's endorsed it. It is a huge movie it's going to be seen by everybody but the thing is you're going to hear people discussing the 2020 election on twitter soon which is going to drive the left nuts because whenever you mention the 2020 election before you saw them being bounced off you know every conservative that believes the election was stolen i would say my trump he's my president trump president trump because in a roundabout way he still is, as far as I'm concerned. you got to listen to this. Bill, this is the trailer. Seriously. Now, obviously, with a trailer, you can't see the visuals. I saw the, the visuals, but I'm playing the whole thing so you can get a feel for it, folks. It's only about three minutes long, but it's really worth listening to. This is the trailer to 2,000 Mules. We put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold. Accusations require bold evidence, and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Gillis. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma walking her dog. 
bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time, is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? On one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined election day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. 2,000 mules in select theaters, May 2nd and 4th. Virtual premiere, May 7th. Stream, May 8th at Salem Now or Locals. Tell me that's not going to make uh, a lot of money. People say, well, how can it make a lot of money? You know, it's only going to be in select theaters on, on Monday. Well, they're going to stream it, and you're going to pay a few bucks to see it on, on the stream, and they're going to make millions. Do you know how big Salem is? Nobody really understands how big Salem is. I worked for Salem, not because I chose to. I worked at a company they bought. I had to re-interview for the job, mm -hmm. and I stuck around in management with them. Now, yes, they are a Christian broadcasting group, but they have secular uh, departments too sure. with them and they have got big money and they've got a big big platform and they've got a big following out there well when most of the, uh, the 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 stations that label themselves as the answer like mm -hmm. uh, 1250 the answer 970 the answer all these stations around the country most of those are are Salem broadcasting stations Oh, yeah. You got word there in Pittsburgh, which used to be W-E-Z-E. I was there to build the studios to be like a KDKA. That was what we were building up to be, uh, an adult contemporary news-oriented station. Salem bought us. And all of a mm -hmm. sudden, those facilities went a different direction. But I worked with some big people. and But, but the point is, they've got a big platform. There are they can open some eyes with their platform. So and, and Dinesh D'Souza is an amazing uh, producer director. He sat down and put together a, a phenomenal uh, uh, documentary here. Think about what they were saying. Two hundred plus uh, people identified as mules in Philadelphia alone. Mules are people who pick up bags of votes and and then they actually in some cases fill them out. They have video of it. I saw the, I saw the trailer. They have video mm -hmm. of these mules filling out these these uh, uh, ballots and then inserting them in the mail drop boxes. You know, I told you about the things that go on. Like they have regional hubs for mail centers, and for the East Coast, for Jersey, New York, and Philadelphia, and even here in Wilkesbury, not your end because there's a big hub towards you. I think in Westmoreland County or somewhere thereabouts, mm -hmm. but. 
went by the hub. And I have a sister-in-law that drove truck and drove the the 55-foot trucks, the trailers, right. full of mail, mm-hmm. which is an interesting – she said all oh, the delivery system's adequate. But out in their main lot, right? it was starting in about October, September, October, before the election, the trucks were backing up the, the trailers. And they had 200-plus trailers out there that were full of mail, and they kept piling up to the election, after the election, and didn't even get opened until somewhere in February after the election. And I'm sitting there going, nobody ever called that. How many ballots do you think might have been in those trucks? How many military ballots that they were counting on could have been in those trucks? And they never oh. got they never got to uh, be counted. No. They sat and there's a, they sat in those uh, those trailers. There's another one up there in Michigan. Same problem. And from what I understand, the one down in Atlanta was backed up. Now, I personally know that the one in Philly was backed up because I couldn't believe it. Philly, for me to get there, is an hour and 45 minutes. I had nothing to do on a Sunday. I took a drive. <laughs> and there it was. And then yeah. I made calls and people going, nah, that's not true. You know, well, there was a guy, Bill, who, who who drove a mail truck from Long Island down to uh, Pennsylvania to drop off mail-in ballots. This guy who was driving the truck was uncomfortable about doing it because he felt that they were shady ballots from the get-go. But he he worked for the postal service and he had to deliver them. Well. How I found out about it, I, went, I was looking for a check that was probably sitting in a truck in Philly. And I, I got it sometime late February, but the check had been replaced. But either way, it was a lady at the postal office. She goes, you really want to know the truth? And she is a diehard Democrat, hated Trump. But she sat there and said, it's probably sitting in a truck down in Philly in the yard. I mean, we've got over 200 trucks down there that haven't been touched. Yeah. And they're not going to be touched. They're just backed up. She said they couldn't handle them. But she, and I'm sitting there going, well, that's kind of dangerous for you to say. And she goes, what do I care? I'm about ready to retire. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting, Bill. Uh, that movie, 2,000 yeah. Mules, going to be big. But there's another movie that came out about two weeks ago called Rigged, which is uh-huh. another movie which uh, lays it all out. So there are two films out right now that if you haven't been paying attention to the fraud, if you've just been watching the president, President Trump, say, it was stolen. You probably go, oh, yeah, there he goes again. It was stolen. No, 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 no. Watch one or, t- one or both of these movies. You may change your mind. You know what? Uh, get me the link or the video to that. I'll get it up on our website. Good you idea. Know, for the trailer. Yeah. And then when the movies come out, if they're going to be streamed, we'll get the links up there. And when we do it, we'll tell you. And then what I would ask you to do when you watch it. Great idea. And you go, yeah, when you watch it and you go, holy crap. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be crap. Is the word just going to come out of your mouth? You're going to pull yeah. a Bill Knight and let it slip. But, <laughs> but you're going to go. Oh, you got to share it. Yes, I, I, the- I definitely will. Also, I was going to say, Bill, we're going to have to start a uh, "It's Another Day" Twitter account so we can. Uh, post- we got to do that now. Truth Social and Twitter. Yeah. We got to do it this week. I mean. Um, we just do. Before we end this thing, Bill, I wanted to point out U.S. Supreme Court to hear arguments seeking reinstatement of the Remain in Mexico policy, which is uh, Title 42, which they were going to, they tried, they said it was going to be eliminated in May, May 23rd. Then a judge just put a stay on it, 
said, no, 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 no. It's a Trump-appointed judge, Yeah, yep. And now the Supreme Court's saying, well, wait a second. Before we do anything, let's uh, let's listen to this case. And if it has any validity, then maybe it shouldn't be removed, which is good. Yeah, so— And a sad thing, did you see that— National Guardsman bill being taken from the Rio Grande River. Uh, no, I did not. Oh, they showed video of it yesterday. And uh, we have to salute this guy. This guy, he jumped in, 22 or 23-year-old guy, jumped into the Rio Grande to save two people who were struggling to get across the Rio Grande. Come to find out, the people he went in to save were drug smugglers. They were arrested when they came across on the other side, but he he didn't know that. All he saw was two people struggling, trying to stay afloat. This guy jumped in, and somewhere along the way, things went bad, and he drowned. They found his body like three days later, and when they brought him up from the Rio Grande River, uh, the police officers and the military who were doing it stood at attention, saluting him over his flag-draped body as they carried it on a stretcher up to the uh, hearse to take it away. Sad that stuff. Kind of story, that kind of story touches my heart, you know. It, it does. Because I think as a person, you know, one of the things I've learned in life is that you've got to be good. You can't judge people for whatever. If he saw two people struggling, he went in to help. Yep. And, you know, would you have helped him if he knew otherwise? I think he still would have helped him. Yes, I think you he know? would have too. He was a, a veteran of <clears throat> the Afghan War and the Iraq War. And he was only like 23, 23 years old. This guy was, he was a hero in every stretch. They said, they did something on, uh, I think it was Greg Kelly's show yesterday, which is so true. They showed Joe Biden taking the oath of office. And then they showed some National Guardsmen taking the oath of office and how close the oaths are. Mm-hmm. And, and Kelly said something along the lines of, and which one of these two guys really meant what he said? The National Guardsman over here or Joe Biden, who's really, you know, following the oath, this young gentleman who's sworn to protect and defend the country or the president? Young gentleman, you know, I I have a philosophy and and that is that you have to be good. This is a sad, lonely world. You look around, you see people, they're not happy. You know, and how can you be happy with soaring prices, gas prices, Oh, it's Trump's fault. Oh, it's 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 the businesses w- way overcharging. No, it's your policies. But either way, it's a sad, lonely world. You know, if you can do something to make somebody smile, yeah, add a little hope for their day, just uh-huh. with something you say. You know, I think it's a good thing to do. Now, this guy put his life on the line, and he didn't judge. No, he didn't. He just did. He just did. He just jumped in without any real thought for his safety, and he, he did his best. He tried to, uh, to save those lives. There was no litmus test as to whether these guys were good guys or bad guys he was trying to save. They were just human beings, and, uh, and, and, and we salute him from our show here. We salute you know, him big maybe time. Those guys will, maybe those guys will have a, a, a reckoning going, wow, he saved my life. Yeah. It's time for me to turn around. Yeah. You know, you never know. Hey, listen, uh, with that, we're gonna we're gonna bid you adieu for another day. It's been a terrific it's another day. Enjoy doing the show today. I enjoy doing the show every day. Who what am I what am I saying? But uh, 
uh, with a little bit of luck, uh, things will start uh, going in, in the right direction, literally and figuratively speaking, if you know what I'm saying. I think they're going in the right direction, but I do think the, uh, you know, this is a virus we're fighting, and that virus is going to fight back. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And so it's going to get nasty before it gets better. Another be reason prepared. Another reason to spread the word, tell your friends about it. it's another day, because we're uh, not conspiracy theorists. We're just guys who uh, look at the news, have an opinion, and many times what we talk about is how you feel. At least that's how we feel. Yeah. I think uh, I think you're right on the the money with that one. Yep. Hey, Bill, have yourself a one. Oh, I should also point out. I always do this. I got to catch myself. Numbers eight three three five eight three six zero six zero eight three three five eight three sixty sixty. If you want to call, leave a message, and say hello. I'll tell you a little secret about that number too that you didn't know because mm-hmm. I didn't know. What's that? Apparently, you can punch in that number in text. Are you serious? Yeah, you can text on that number. Nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> For sure you can, man. You oh, can man. send us a text. That's so cool. Cool, cool, man. You can call that number and leave a message, or you can text it, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> if I could if I could only spell. <laughs> well, that's a problem there. Yeah. But, you know, well, then you can't dial the numbers because you probably can't read. Good point. And, and, you, and, then, and then if you wanted to do an email, you wouldn't know how to spell mail at itsanotherday.com. Now I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, you know what? Send me a text. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, you have a wonderful day, my friend. We'll do it, we'll do it again tomorrow. <sighs> now go have one of our company donuts. Gives me gas. <laughs> 